Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out to listen to me once again. This is Real Talk with Tim, and I'm back with another episode. Shout out to everybody who's been showing me love on my podcast. I really appreciate that. Now, if you have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, please make sure you go look me up on all four platforms to keep up with the content. Also, make sure y'all go follow me on Instagram at Real Talk with Tim and Twitter at RTWT Podcast to keep up with the content as well. Now, today, guys, I am joined by one of my favorite Instagram followers, one of my favorite podcast friends. You know what I'm saying? I've been wanting to work with her for a minute. Y'all may know her from the Soul Sisters interview that I did. I'm going to allow her to take the floor. Y'all know how I do it. I'm allow her to take the floor, introduce herself once again to y'all, tell y'all all about herself over again. Take the floor. Let them know what it is they need to know. Yes, of course, this is your girl, Kwamea, but for those that can't pronounce the name, you can call me Q, Kwa, or Queen. Of course, I am the host, founder, CEO, and creator um, of Pillow Talk with the T podcast, which you guys could be able to come over and listen to Pillow Talk with the T on Instagram, as well as check us out on a YouTube channel, where we will be, will be returning very, very soon. Now, now Q... Yeah, yeah. Now it's been it's been hard catching up with you, man. You just had a long press tour mm-hmm. with the Soul Sisters, mm-hmm. and you had the live viewing. What was that? About a about a few days ago. Tell me how. Tell me about the the response that y'all that y'all got from the show. Tell me all the love. Tell me about the love that y'all felt. All of that. Tell me about that experience. The actually, it was amazing. It was it was honestly so so many of us was very nervous, and mm-hmm. especially as it got close to the day, and then a few hours as the countdown of the day, I wasn't nervous. I was super excited, but the response afterwards was the fact mm-hmm. is that so many people. I got a lot of people DM me, um, right. text message me, even Facebook message me. It was like that was amazing. You made me cry on your part, or oh my god, you guys really was raw and you guys was very intimate and deep. And then some people also said that it was um it was much better and more than what they expected to be. Yeah. I was actually I was in there, I was in the Facebook uh live view, and I was I in the comments. <laughs> I was in the comments looking at everybody and they was like, Yes, Q, yes, putting the fire emojis in there. And look, I told you, I was doing something while it was playing. And I came back, I said, oh, damn, what I miss? <laughs> so now I got to, you know, I got to go back and rewatch that. I know you set it off in there, man. Yeah, you funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but look, so today, man, we're going we gonna to dive into something just a little bit more serious. So everybody brace yourselves. Everybody who can relate to this. You know what I'm saying? Just brace yourself. We're going to talk a little bit more serious today. So today we're talking about relationship traumas. Now, the reason why we're talking about relationship traumas is because I feel like that people go through a lot of mental and physical abuse nowadays, and that carries on into their relationships that they have. I honestly feel like that the the reason that some of the relationships shape out the way they shape out is because of these experiences, these traumas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, we're talking about mental abuse. Now, with mental abuse, is basically when somebody undermines your self-esteem and makes you feel worse about yourself. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? And of course, and of course, physical abuse is what it is, is when you're an act of hurting or injuring someone on purpose. So, but my but my main question today is what I want to know. What I want to know is, is it a difference when you hear a man say, you know what? I've been abused mentally, so I'm messed up. Versus to when you hear a woman say, oh, I've been abused physically, so I'm messed up. So when you hear that, when you hear both parties say that, is it a difference when you hear Q, I want you to take the floor since you're a guest on the show. I want you to be able to answer this question for me. Um, to be honest and be very transparent, um, it, sh it shouldn't be, but it is. And I'm going to say this. Why? Because a lot of people, especially women, um, when we when compared to a man, when we hear him say that he's been abused, it's like, how? You a man. I'm giving you the basic psychological thought of a basic ass person's thought. So right. that's what I'm responding as what, what I'm saying right now, because a lot of person will like, oh, he's a man. You got more strength. You got more power. How can you allow her to do that? Or how, 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 how? At right. the same time, you also um, got to realize that there's a lot of men that um, they're not putting their hands on women. You know what I'm saying? And then it mm -hmm. can happen. It doesn't matter how strong you are. doesn't matter how your strength can overpower a woman at the end of the day, it could possibly happen. Verbally abuse, absolutely. Right. Physically abuse, it can too as well because at the same time, a man is not going to want to put his hand because at the end of the day, when the cops is called, guess who's going to jail? Nine times to ten is the man. But nowadays, the new law, it depends on where you at. Both people are going to jail. You know, so, yeah. but it's possible that a man could get physically and verbally abused by a woman and that right. man don't want to respond with his fist or a blowback or a punch because that's not his personality or who his nature or who he is as a man. Now, for another instance, now, another man, he may respond back with a blow like, hey, you hit me, I'm hitting your ass back. Right. You know, but but naturally, of course, with some men, they can't be abused physically because they, they just don't go there. They may not have never seen it. They may not have never grew up with it. Even if you didn't see it, it's just not who they are internally. Now, the reason why I think it's a difference is because it's like this, like with men, like you said, a lot of us are physically stronger than women. And a lot of us are. I don't want to say this the wrong way, but people expect us to be mentally stronger than a woman. True. So they expect all of they, they have all these high expectations for men. So it's like, like you said, when they, when you hear it, it's like, how? But I think that when a woman is abused, see women and children are like, when you hear about a woman or a child being abused, it's like a sense of urgency to react to it. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, how in the hell could you touch a woman? How in the hell could you touch a child? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to act on that. But with a man, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Don't nobody take us serious. Like, a lot of people think men are manipulative with certain things. It's, it's almost like nobody believe us when we say these things. Like, they, they think we run a game. They think we up to something or whatever. So that's why I think it's a, it's a difference. When you hear a man say it, it's basically, man, whatever. You just run a game. But when a woman said it, it's like, oh, my God. Like, I, I spoke a little bit about this in, in my Devil Standard episode. If anybody want to hear, you know, go back and check it out. But I'm just saying, that's what I feel like the difference is. The thing is, the reason why a lot of people probably think that a man probably manipulating the whole situation because you guys use that in other forms. 
So we'd be so willing. Some people were like, ah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, let's put it on a record. The numbers that you will Google right now, you're not going to see the numbers of reported domestic violence coming from men because they are not reported. Men don't report mm. domestic violence as much as a woman That's would. True. He would dust it off his shoulders, walk away, and take that full whole L. Now, woman, she was she's going she's going to do it absolutely. This, but I'm not saying every woman would because there is some women that I know who don't. But there is majority women who will over men, though. So let's put that on a record that reported right. that there's that that number that you will Google is not accurate. And you know what? I think I think men don't report it because they like that. And then you got to think about the psyche of the, the of their their blueprint. Like, have they seen that in the household they grew up in, and they, and they think that's love? That that's that's one thing that I believe. I believe a man, any man that's that's physically abusive and and they have a pattern of it. I believe that they seen it, mm-hmm. and they and they basically acting it out. But so before we go further, you are a survivor of domestic violence. Yes, I am. So however deep you want to go. Can you tell, can you speak a little bit on that, on as far as how it started and how it ended? You don't necessarily have to go through the whole rich, you know, yeah. the whole rah-rah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell us how it started, how it ended. So long story basically short, um, he was my high school sweetheart. Of course, I met him in high school. Um, fast forward um, three years late, no, three, no, five years later. Um, a year and a half after we had our son, for some reason, something snapped. I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist. All I know, I see something different in the pattern in regards to compared to where this man was a man who or the young man when I first met him, who would meet me at every period class, hold my books, meet me at my locker, wouldn't let me carry my own book bag. Five years later, now, here you go. He's putting his hands on me and trying to control my every entire move um, to the fact where if I got off of work, he will, if I get off of work at three, he's calling me at three. He's on the phone with me, even in the car as I'm driving, driving down the highway. Um, it, it, it just got, it was crazy. Um, but um, long story short, I asked the, my grandfather, who at the time he was the only one who kind of sort of knew what was going on, but didn't know what's going on. Cause when my grandmother, my grandfather knew the full story, he probably would have killed him. Um, yeah. But it was just the fact of that. I just went to him asking him like, you know, bits of questions, bits and pieces. Cause I didn't really get him the full, just like, Hey, I'm being hit and abused by such and such. I would just give him like, you know, asking him questions like, can a man change from this to that to this and that? And then um, so he ended up giving me this advice to say that a man can't end up changing. And I was just asking him, like, what make make him change? He was like, it's a different aspects of different things in life can make a young man or a man change. And then he was just asking, he was like, is what's the name change or different? And yet you're seeing, I'm saying, yeah. So he hit me, what really touched me was the fact when he said, um, well, maybe he's jealous of your our, your, your son because you don't have quality. You don't spend as much time or he, he don't have your attention as much as he used to have your attention. So, but um, fast forward, um, that happened. And once that happened, um, a year and a half after my son um, a year and some change later, um, it, it was basically off and on, on and on and off, going on and going. And um, basically from that point, I basically end up realizing I have to get out of here. 
because it was getting ridiculous. It was getting ridiculous to the fact of controlling who I'm around, who my friends is, um, you know, not believing if I was going to my grandmother's house for Sunday dinner. It was just crazy. Even if I come home from work and I'm about to very get very transparent and very deep here, um, even when a time when I came home from work and even if the phone call had dropped and I couldn't call him back or my phone had died and I come pulling into the driveway of the house and I come into the house, even though you know how you alone there work, you want to go and take a shower and you don't yeah. you don't want to stop for nothing else. But go in the room, take your clothes off, go into the bathroom to take a shower because you want to wash the day off. If I would have every time or any time I did that, this man thought I was basically rushing to try to um, wash a man off of me. He would literally pull me out the bathroom because he think that I had stopped and did something. When I'm like, how in the hell can I stop to do something? The majority of the time you was on the phone with me. Why the whole entire ride from the time I left out of the building of my job to the time that, you know, I didn't even get in the car yet. So he would literally pull me out the bathroom to be able to actually push me on the bed to actually open up my legs to smell and sniff me to see if I had set any sexual intercourse with anybody else, uh, yeah. which it was so ridiculous. It's, it's sad though, man, because, um, and I can only imagine that you was probably like real, like real defensive with a lot of stuff after that. And I, I just know your trust was messed up. It was. It was so much like even even not just the trust, just the fact of that I no longer felt safe. You know, I didn't feel safe. Like he compromised the whole entire unity of the relationship as well as the household, because I really sometimes no, I didn't want to come home. But at the same time, I was coming home because my baby was there. Any relationship you had after that or if you in one right now, has it changed because of that? It did change because of that. It grew, when I say change, change in a good way because at the at this point where I look for, and I won't even say look for cues, but if I feel like it's someone, it's someone because I'm gonna tell you, coming out of domestic violence, you would never ever demolish your triggers. So of course, any relationship that I go into, I do reveal that I am a domestic violence survivor for over 15 years, and then I let them know what my triggers are, so they won't, you know revoke it or they they say something they don't know what's going on and not and i act and they be like what the hell so it, it changed in a way of making me look at people even more me elevating my standards my boundaries me put implementing more rules on myself and as, as well as not allowing someone to end up violating me in that type of way or even throw or raise a fist or even raise their voice at me to the fact it's like nah it ain't it because if you can't talk to me calm it, it, it ain't happening because i'm gonna get defensive and now here we both screaming and we both arguing and it's like and i go back to that year 15 years ago like this wow. shit happened to me before it definitely ain't about to happen to me again so my whole i get this whole defensive mode but yeah, but long story short, um, after it happened, um, like I said, give or take a year and a half and some change, um, I ended up deciding to get out. The last situation was when I was getting ready for work and um, the man really did not want me to go to work. I do not know why. All I know when I looked into this man's eyes, this man was not dead. It was like a whole different person. Um, he was basically gone. Um, but it was a whole tug of war, whole lot of hitting, beating. He threw me across the room. It was just a whole mess. 
Um, but, but at the end of that day, I literally had to run out the house when I did. Cause he even had me born. He had me born, born, um, garden in the room. Like I couldn't even leave out the room to the fact he didn't even want me to finish getting dressed. So he went for me to not to leave. He had me literally like, I bet you bet not move. You bet not, you bet not out this room. always like that. And it was not always, it was not always like this. It was not. That's why I say the first five years was amazing. It's like after we had our son, it was just for some reason, like he just snapped a whole switch and light bulb just went completely left. But how I got out of that house and out that room is when I see him, you know, relax because I had to play the manipulation. I had to be like, okay, you're like, you know, just give him whatever he wants, say whatever he wanted, wanted to hear, do whatever he wanted to do that he wanted me to do for me to get out this room. Cause already right. this man already choked me. He already laid. This man was. This man is six one, two hundred and fifty something pounds. This is this nigga is like a linebacker. Played football in high school. Um. So that weight on top of me, and then he's slinging me across the room and everything. So when I did end up basically just playing his game that he want, giving him whatever he wanted to hear and whatever he wanted me to do, when I seen that he was calm and start to get cool, calm and collective, and his guard was coming down, I ended up running out the room when I had a chance. So when I ran, I literally ran out the room, through the kitchen, through the living room, out the door, downstairs to my best friend's house. And when I ran out this room, I was in my bra and panties I had no clothes on and literally as I'm running towards the door put literally about to put my hand on the knob he just missed my head probably a, just an inch when he threw a wireless cordless phone and I seen it hit the side of the, the side of the little anchor of the door that little wall that be by your door if anybody had one it mm. hit that and it just missed me by like two in like an inch or two I can't even imagine how that has changed. How it took it must have took you a long. How long did it take you to get over that? It took me a long time because again, um, even though I was out of the situation, and what made me get out was three things. When my grandfather used to used to always talk transparent with me, would tell me if I ever find myself in a situation, um, is either you or him, and it better not be you. The second thing was when my cousin, my cousin didn't survive her situation and she was in a domestic violence situation. He kills her even after she left. And the third thing was the fact is I couldn't allow my son to grow up thinking that this is love and this is what it is. Because boys, they look up to their dads. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I would have kept that around him. He would have sit there and be at now 21 years old thinking that's what it is. And he probably would be in prison himself. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to remember yeah. that he does have his his dad's DNA. He don't oh he don't only just got mine. It's 50-50. So I want to make sure that if anything, I needed to try to control the outcome of anything to make sure that I had to show him what true love is and not just stay in something because I want my family together. At least at least about a years. It was years. Honestly, it was it was. 10 it was between the 10 to 15 years out of the out of this whole situation but i say give i say give or take 10 years um because even though i at the time i did get therapy i went to therapy and then i stopped going and with even though i was i was surviving and i was in the world i wasn't living so I, I knew it still was a lot of things in me that i was holding and i was just walking around like a zombie and just managing and, and and surviving through life before I actually met Trishy 
and actually got a life coach and then went back to therapy. Why why wouldn't we see the signs of a uh, of an abuser period, mental, whether it's mental or physical? Why do, I just because I honestly think just people, I think the more and more time go on, I think people get better at hiding it. And I yeah, think you, people, I think people come off as very charming and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, like you said, time go on. I, th- I think it. I really feel like I really. This is what I really feel like. I really feel like people are kind of like dissecting you the whole time that they are being charming and all of that, just to see mm-hmm. how they can do something, mm-hmm. how much they can do, what kind of abuse they can do, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, from your perspective, why wouldn't anybody see the signs of an abuser well um well i could say with my my experience i didn't see it at all because just like you say the charming the charm the chivalry the romance i mean he threw it on thick like i was like how you this young you know about all this stuff you know what i'm saying (laughs) and it, it, it really um just you know financially still you know gain of the things he had and he was buying me and doing for me and you know the whole talk about us having a life and we had our son um and stuff like that and just get giving me what i want to hear let, telling me what i wanted to hear as a woman as a young woman going into being becoming a woman and then not only that but also people are mentally fucking psychotically crazy because i and i also think that he couldn't have only done this to me before only to me I, he had to do this before no doubt. and come to find out after years later we was done he did do this to, to one of his ex-girlfriends who came to me asking me about advice which that was crazy mm-hmm. um because she found out that my situation was worse than hers but um i just feel like the narcissistic shit inside a person could um they could they could hide it. It's a mask. It's a whole mask. Because I'm gonna tell you this: when we was around my family, he was the nicest motherfucker in the world. And I was looking. I remember one Sunday dinner. He we walk in the house. My grandmother greet us. My family greet us. And it's like for some reason it was like switch. And I'm looking like did this man just completely just turn into a whole? He was like, "How you doing, Miss Burgess? How y'all doing?" And I'm like, oh yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. But then when um, we go back to the house, it was like evil, evil. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, that's how it be. That's that's a, that's the exact same stuff you see in the movies. But you know what? I was I was a child. I I don't remember anything, but I heard the stories about you know my uh my father abusing my mother. My father used to beat my mother ass. I don't know exactly what he did or how he did it. I just know that he did it. He was very jealous and secure. But see, you know, and he was on, he had a drinking problem. And, uh, you know, I just remember certain things like she say, well, he threw a plate in the direction of her um, while she was holding me with her Mm. arms like this. Yeah. And, um, and I think the plate almost hit my head, but she lifted my head up, head and, up. It hit her, and it hit her arm. So she got like a, uh, a scar right here. Mm-hmm. Man, and I just, I can only imagine how many times he did it or how often he did it. But like, I don't, I don't remember none of it. I used to ask stories when I was growing up about him. You know, she tried her best to like keep him to herself for a minute until yeah. I got a little, until I got a little older to, you know what I'm saying, to understand and stuff. 
But um, to this day, the same thing with my son. I mean, same thing with me. I did the same thing. I think. I I think. When did your mom actually share with you what age you was? I probably was like I was. I was. I was. I know I was a teenager. I probably was about fifteen or something. Yeah, I think he was about a good fourteen, fifteen years old too. When I ended up being able to really to come out to share, so he could understand the dynamic. Because his thing was, I wanted mommy and daddy together, and and that shit was like, oh my god, would he please stop saying this, or would he? Because some of his 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 outbursts and his his behavior was due to the fact that we wasn't together, but he didn't understand why because at the time. I just could not tell him at the time because he was just too young. So I would give him the basic answer was just mommy and daddy is just not together. It just don't work for mommy and daddy. But we love both of us love you. It really was. And so, yeah, but my 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 person had a, a, a weed addiction. Oh, okay. A weed addiction that I honestly to this day, I will put my hand to the Bible that I feel like he laced it on purpose on purpose. Because you, when you, because at the same time, you gotta realize someone that smoked weed for many, many years since they was a child or since he was very young, up until now he's teen, going into now his twenties. You know, the high is not as strong as it used to be. So it's like you gotta find something to get that same first high as when you first tried it. Man, I remember when uh, I remember my mother told me a story. She said one day she tried to kill my father with rat poison. Man. I don't know. I I guess it was it, it was definitely that serious. I don't you know. Apparently, I guess of course she didn't kill him, but she tried to. And one one memory I would say I have from my father, uh, well, from that whole little situation is I remember it was so bad for him. He man, I remember my mother told me she, we came. She came home one day to an empty apartment. Man, dude, so all the furniture, my wow. baby clothes, all of that stuff for drugs. I don't remember none of this stuff. And I would see the type of trauma that I would say I have is childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's more from an emotional standpoint. See, this how this how I feel about that. So my mother, I heard my mother was a whole different person before she even met my father. And I heard that she was like so nice, so sweet, stuff like that. And then going through that whole thing with my father changed her attitude. So my mother was a my mother is not say the, not to say was like she gone or nothing, but mm-hmm. my mother is <laughs> my mother is a wonderful woman. Raised me right, nothing you know, very strict and stuff like that. But she wasn't the most nurturing. Gotcha. And my, I ain't have no male figure in my life, nothing like that. No no father figure, nothing. All I had was my mother. But she also wasn't the most nurturing. So from an emotional standpoint. I didn't always, I mean, yeah, she told me she loved me and stuff like that, but from an emotional standpoint, I didn't get all of that nurturing stuff like that from her, but I was always taken care of and fed and stuff like that. It was a lot of, it was a lot of stuff growing up that I didn't really get to like experience, like, like emotional attachments to to certain like older uh, relatives and stuff like that. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, Seriously, like I don't even care who hit us or none of that. Like I didn't really, I didn't really feel an emotional attachment to nobody like that. In your family. So, so when I'm entering into these relationships, I've been told that I'm emotionless, but mm. I can't control it because I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm a, I, I'm a, I have a heart, I have a big heart. I'm nice and stuff like that. I have, I can be, 
a lot of me is kind of like guarded like this, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, it, you know, I just can't help it, though. I can't yeah. help it. I didn't have I'm not I'm not the lovey dovey type of dude in relationships and stuff like that. And I'm not going to say I'm not I'm not trying to say that I'm I'm not like that because of my childhood. I'm just like I just don't know how to attach emotion emotionally like that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I ain't never really get it. You ain't see myself. it. So when people, so when people be like, so when women be like loving me and or maybe fall in love or something like that, you know, I feel it. I, you know, I feel it. I like it sometimes, but it's like sometimes I don't really know how to. I don't know how to give it back. Sometimes, gotcha. I and don't, could- especially because I've been, you know, I had my heart broken plenty of times. That mm. we ain't gonna, and I'm talking about from younger days, not like. You know, now as a man, I'm talking about like from younger days, because I was a whole different type of dude back then. Sixteen, what? Sixteen? Shoot, sixteen. I lost my virginity. Man, that girl, that girl tore me up. <laughs> oh, but, I, but I'm talking about sex, y'all. <laughs> she tore, she tore me up emotionally, and then every girl after that. So like, you know, going into adult years is like, man, look. Yeah. Now, not to say that I'm not. I'm a listen. I'm a grown man now. All of these are excuses. You can always start over, but I'm just saying, y'all. Like, this but stuff at least is real. at this point, at least at this point, you are you are very aware and you acknowledge the fact of what you don't have. Like you're you're you don't have the emotional attachment. Now, if you want in that, you can be able to actually get professional assistance to be able to have, have you tap into that side and part of you because it's in you but it's within you that you, if you really want that to be you know, and you know one, more, one thing i don't like i don't like see it's a lot of dudes out here who don't like to as you say tap into this type of stuff they don't like to they don't like to point it out they don't like to acknowledge certain things and it's one it's something about men i don't know what it is is i don't know it's like like we trying to uphold a certain image like half of us don't even want to want to show no type of emotion it's like we too cool to do it like men don't even know how to talk to each other and be vulnerable Mm. only only women do that it ain't it ain't acceptable when we do it it's only acceptable when women do it but see the thing like if men come closer to i feel like if men come i feel like if men do that more we can connect more and kind of speak to each other in certain ways help each other out mentally and stuff like that but we don't want to do that though but see, the thing is that I'm so surprised. I'm well, I'm not surprised that you're saying that. Well, I do know the fact that a lot of men doesn't do that. But now it being 2022, I I do I am a, surrounded around a village and a tribe of men who do get emotional with each other, who share emotional bondage, who cry in front of each other and give each other that emotional hug and be like, bro, it's gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I know it's not. A, a, a lot of men who do it, but again, I do know that there is men who out here that does it, and I seen it for myself. But and I and I do agree with you. If men end up starting to end up tapping into their emotional side, end up in even if they don't want to do it with a woman, because again, men go is very careful when it comes to their emotions because you gotta be trust who you choose to be vulnerable with because everybody is not 
allow that vulnerability of you. Um, right. But at the same time, I feel like if men do connect in that way more, you guys will be more stronger leaders. You guys will be more powerful than what it is that you we 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 say that it is that you are you are supposed to be, but and that you so that you are. But at the same time, I feel like you guys lead with certain pieces like, okay, well, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this, but I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. And it's like, and I feel like also you guys will be also so more powerful. If you do tap into your emotional intelligence and your to your emotional side of yourself, because then you'll end up being able to understand your daughter, your, your, your mom or your, the women, you know what I'm saying? Because we are emotional creatures and we lead with our emotions. Yes, we do. Okay, cool. But at the same time, I feel like you guys will understand us more and not it's not trying to understand us to just to, um, respond to us, but to, um, the, the listen and understand us to, to connect with us. You know what I mean? Because I feel like nowadays, a lot of guys, when we tell our story and women talk, it's like a lot of men respond and trying to understand us to throw back our experience back in our face. Like, you're not about to vomit my experience back in my face after I just been vulnerable and opened up and told you my story. And I did you. But that's what a lot of men do in our culture, in our society, in our black community. That's what they do. I'm not saying all. I'm just saying some. But there's a lot. I just feel like they do do that. Um, they'll be more powerful in their stance. That's all it take, man. That's all it take. I hope whatever dude do listening to this, I hope, I hope, I hope one day we all can come together. That's yeah, all and I hope. Then to, and to be more transparent, honestly, real women love when a man share their show their feminine side and share their emotions. That shit hey, is very attractive. All the time. I hear it yes, all the time. It's very attractive. And I said, only reason I can say that for myself, because I, I am a boy mom. I had I'm a mom of a, oh, yeah, of a yeah, young yeah. man. So any mom who has a boy who has that connection with their son and actually raise their son and open up their mind to understand their son, to study their son, to understand the form language of a male species and the man, the young man he's to be, because I open myself up to understand my child to understand, okay, he has this male mind. And then I also open up myself with that because I come from kings of my grandfather, my uncles, my great uncles, and also my father, even though he wasn't there full time, but he was there when he's there. He was there. So I seen the elevation and then me having a son made me put some respect on the man because yeah, ain't nobody, listen, because let me tell you, these women better be careful with mine because I come at you <laughs> hey look i mean i would say i mean i i i have my ways but me having daughters uh i think i had i know god gave me three girls for a reason man i know he yeah. gave me three girls for a reason and it, it's definitely i mean i still have my own little ways but it definitely has changed me to the point where um like as far as what woman i'm gonna deal with in a in a long term uh mm -hmm. In a long-term relationship or whatever, so I, I'm I'm definitely more careful with who I'm picking to come into my life. I wouldn't say I was the best before the kids, but now that I got the kids, man, you know it's time to 
be a little bit better at my selections. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's that's the thing. That's the beauty of life. The beauty of life is growth. You know what I'm saying? We don't come in this world perfect. We are not perfect. We're going to make mistakes and go through ups and downs and, 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 and fuck ups at the time from time. But that's yeah. the thing. As long as you get up from that and you don't, like, because a mistake is a mistake. A mistake right. is not, or either, uh, uh, excuse my language, family, <laughs> a fuck up is not a fuck up just for you to do it over again. Yeah. It's not. It's for you to um, learn from what you messed up from and then end up say, okay, I did it that way. That didn't work. Now let me not do it that way again. Let me learn from what if what was messed up that I fucked up with and let me end up doing another way because that way doesn't work. It's not for you to repeat the same shit. Now you end up looking at the this, this is the analogy I used to I give my cousins. You standing at the wall, but then you 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 walk in, you you see the wall, right? But mm -hmm. you know that there's a wall there. Are you going to continue to keep walking into the wall and bumping your damn head into the wall knowing the fact you're not going to get nowhere? Or are you going to finally turn around and end up choosing a whole different direction? Come on. Man, you, man, you'd be surprised how many people still going to walk into that wall, man. And, and, and again, <laughs> I know that. And they keep going like, like a cartoon character, keep going, bumping in, boom, 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 boom. Right. And they're wondering why they're not getting nowhere. Turn around and find a new direction to where it is that you're trying to that's go. Why yes, they that's why they say only, guidance. And that's only if you have a you have an eternal direction or goal that you're trying to go to. Now, if you don't, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, no doubt. Q, man, you poured your heart out on this one tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> your heart out tonight on this one. I definitely appreciate you coming through and pull your heart out. And you know, what I'm saying, look, that's a that's a man. I don't heard so I don't heard a lot tonight that got me like so speechless. Yeah. So speechless, man. It's crazy out here, man. I just hope I just hope people like take more take it more serious when people say that they actually when people say they've been through something. Take it more serious. Don't just mm -hmm. look at it as something that people just say to, as a cop-out. You know what I'm saying? Actually take yeah. it serious because, like I said, when men say, man, I've been hurt a lot, everybody just be like, uh, all right, okay, yeah. But when women say it, it's like, oh, my God, what's up? Like, So, again, y'all, you know, let's take these things more serious. People got all type of trauma going on, mental yes. abuse, physical abuse, childhood trauma, all type of stuff. And I say you. this though, even if you do have trauma, if you do have a past or you do have been through things, make it your business to create the healing because even I, I sympathize with your mom because you got to realize, Tim, me and your mom aren't the same woman that we was before the abuse. We've been altered. So we're now having to come on this whole different side because we've been altered by a human being who choose to do something to us in a way, you know, to violate us in so many different ways where now we have to find who the new person within us is. And mine's begin in regards to I had to create the healing. I had to now go into my healing journey. I had to find out who is Kwamea all over again and what Kwamea stand for, what she won't put up with and had to create standards and boundaries and rules for myself and not also making myself accessible for everyone. I, I definitely, I definitely see 
see that they can definitely change a person. It'd be two dope, two total different people. But um, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for this season four, right? Season four, <laughs> pillow talk with the T. So what can we expect from this? Because you had a you had a whole press tour going on, and I know people been asking you about this this yeah. fourth season. So what can we expect from this fourth season of your podcast, Q? Yeah, everybody. Uh, been you got us waiting too long now. Yeah, because I posted came back in February, so I had to push it back. So you you guys going to get? Let me tell you something. You guys going to get some? Uh, um, let me put it like some celebrity appearances. Um. <laughs> So um, um also you guys gonna get some amazing collaborations um as I always do. Um you guys gonna get some a new segment that's called Pillow Talk with the T Diaries, which is basically anonymous people who email me or write into me telling me their stories, but without me using their names. I'm just telling their story and we are giving them some advice or some input on what they should do. That's um amazing. Yes, we give it some more pillow talking tea time. It's going to still come up, come back. Um, it's so much that's is happening, and that's going to be a maze that put under the pillow talk with the tea brand, and even just with season four by itself. But just like I said, stay tuned. Season four returning March 3rd. New time is going to be 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on live on Instagram. It was 9 o'clock, but I changed it to 8.30. Uh, check your local listings for your time zone. And listen, I do, I do upload it to YouTube, the YouTube channel, but it do stay on my IGTV. Um, but if you don't want to listen at look at the visual and you want the audio, you can definitely check me out on Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and all that good stuff. And and there you have it. And there you have it. That's Miss <laughs> Q, everybody. But yeah, y'all already know what it is with me, man. Every Saturday at eight o'clock, you get a new episode from me. And I've been doing a lot of collaborations lately. Hopefully, I'm giving y'all what y'all want anyway, because y'all been telling me, you know what? You need some more voices on here. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, yeah, I'm giving y'all what y'all want now. So we going back to back to back with it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah, man, thank you, Q. Thank you, everybody who out here listening right now. Thank you for your time. I know I said at the beginning of every show, I'm saying it on purpose because I really appreciate it. So thank y'all again. Y'all tune in for the next one. And we out. Yes. Get out of here. Yay.